new on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Radio Show on Education. My name is Barbara Bullen, and I'm filling in for Pamela Clark, the director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show as radio host for the New Heights Show on Education and the New Heights Educational Group. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'm asking our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor. This show is pre-recorded and will be on various educational topics highlighted in the news. The first topic is from Ohio Department of Education News, www.marionstar.com. Briefs. Local homeschoolers, part of new statewide drug education pilot program from the Marion Star published 10.44 a.m. ET, March 22, 2022. Columbus. A new drug education and mentorship pilot program has now launched in several elementary schools in Ohio. The Drug Resilience Education Awareness Mentorship, in parenthesis, DREAM, program was developed by the Ohio Narcotics Intelligence Center, Ohio Task Force Commanders Association, and Buckeye State Sheriff's Association with support from Recovery Ohio. The pilot program is currently in multiple K-3 classrooms in Ohio and will later expand to older age groups. The K-3 program pilot sites includes a homeschool group in Marion County, Glacier Ridge Elementary in Union County, as well as Coleraine Elementary and Taylor Elementary, parenthesis, Hamilton County, Wycliffe Elementary, parenthesis, Lake County, R.C. Waters Elementary, parenthesis, Ottawa County, and Antwerp Elementary, parenthesis, Paulding County. The creation of the Dream Video Series was first proposed by the Ottawa County Drug Task Force, Medway Drug Task Force and Lake County Drug Task Force as a tool for law enforcement officers to use in schools when presenting 
to different age groups of children. The program offers a variety of videos for students including a special role model series featuring several standout Ohioans delivering positive messages on the importance of hard work, the dangers of using or abusing substances and the importance of never giving up on dreams. The kindergarten through 12th grade video series is intended to complement other curriculums already in use such as DARE, the Hope Curriculum, and Generation RX. DREAM is available to anyone who would like to access the video series at dream.ohio.gov. Ohio Health Physician Group Associates donate to local pet shelter. The OPG slash MAP shared Governance Committee at Marion's General Hospital recently donated $328 to the Marion Homeless to Home Animal Rescue and Sanctuary. The proceeds were raised by staff with a Friday t-shirts for local chari charity fundraising campaign. Department of Insurance hosting virtual town hall to kick off Welcome to Medicare outreach. Columbus. Ohio Department of Insurance is hosting a Welcome to Medicare virtual town hall at 11 a.m. on Tuesday to help people nearing the Medicare eligibility age of 65 learn about Medicare coverage and answer questions. Medicare experts will provide an overview of Medicare coverage options, prescription drug coverage, supplement plans, advantage plans, eligibility, enrollment, financial assistance, and important deadlines. To register for the town hall, go to insurance.ohio.gov. Staff is also available 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. weekdays at 1-800-686-1578 and oshipmail at insurance.ohio.gov to answer questions. The next topic is from Mansfield News Journal www.mansfieldnewsjournal.com Shelby School Board Considers Waiving Student Fees by Mark Cordhill Mansfield News Journal published 12.32pm ET March 22, 2022 Shelby. The Shelby City Schools Board of Education will consider waiving student fees for a second row for a second year in a row. Superintendent Tim Tarvin broached the topic at Monday's monthly meeting. The board's going to have to make a decision probably next month, Tarvin said. Last July, board members voted unanimously to eliminate student instructional fees and transportation fees for athletics for the 2021 to 2022 school year. We feel that coming out of a pandemic, there are families that continue to struggle, Tarvin said at the time. This is a step that we can take to alleviate the, that financial burden at the beginning of the school year. From my perspective, it's a responsible thing for our district to do. 
Board President Lori White added, We've talked about it for years. We're fortunate to be in a financial position where we can do it. Treasurer Beth Lykin said, Such fees generate about $48,000 a year for the district. We were going to revisit that decision every school year, Tarvin said at Monday's meeting. I think we're still in a position that waiving fees will not put us in a financial hole. I think parents appreciate that. Board accepts multiple donations. As usual, board members spent a portion of the monthly meeting accepting donations. The district secured a grant for $50,000 from the Shelby Foundation to be used for the playground at the new pre-K-8 building. We did a grant application and they were very generous. Assistant Superintendent Paul Walker said, we needed that to finish the project. The Shelby Foundation also awarded a $5,000 grant for the eighth grade trip to Washington, DC. Having a large group travel by bus brought up COVID-19 restrictions. You're busing 200 people to DC. Do you test them before the trip, Tarvin said? The downside is you've got to get 200 people in here and get them tested. It's a little bit of a logistical nightmare. It's open for discussion. Tarvin noted the community, schools, and the country in general are in a much better place where the pandemic is concerned even from a couple of months ago. White agreed. Where we are right now, it, parenthesis testing, is not really necessary, she said. It, in parenthesis, infection rate has gone down dramatically. There are not many cases in the community, certainly not in the schools. That doesn't mean in a month we won't be in a different situation. Other board members agreed with White not to recommend testing ahead of the trip. The board also accepted a number of donations for the athletic complex scheduled to open in August. The Shelby Athletic Booster Club donated $40,000 for baseball turf. Mechanics Bank contributed $15,000 for the field house, while members of the 1998 football team donated $3,160 for the same. The board appreciates that every month, White said of donations. S-Sports approved as club activity. Another donation of $3,000 came from M. Smith Roofing for Shelby S-Sports. Later in the meeting, the board approved S-Sports as a club for the current school year. S-Sports is a form of competition used in video games. We've got, we've got a segment of our student population that engages in S-Sports, Tarvin said, adding some colleges offer scholarships for the speciality. High school principal John Jice added, It's amazing how many kids are involved, just like that. Board member Carl Ridinor asked about games that are extremely violent and may not be rated E for everyone. This is in its infancy, Tarvin said. We may not understand it, but they, parenthesis, kids are monitored. White added, as long as it's properly mon monitored, it's great to give kids as many opportunities as we can. McCordill at Gannett.com 
and he also has this as a Twitter account. The next article is from Beacon Journey, www.beaconjourneyjournal.com. Cuyahoga Falls City School District names Andrea Salico as new superintendent staff report, published 11.05 a.m. ET, March 22nd, 2022, updated 7.13 p.m. ET, March 23rd, 2022. The Cuyahoga Falls City School District has named Andrea Selico, former Bedford City School Superintendent, as its new superintendent. The Board of Education on Wednesday unanimously approved a three-year contract with Selico at an annual salary of $140,000. She will take over as superintendent effective August the 1st. I am honored and humbled to have been selected as the superintendent of the Cuyahoga Falls School District, said Selico. I am excited to begin this new adventure in such an amazing community. I want to thank the Board of Education, the staff, and community for their warm welcome, support, and confidence. It already feels like home. The board earlier this month whittled down its list of candidates to four. A total of 26 people had applied for the job. Interviews with the four finalists took place on March 19th. Board of Education President Anthony Gomez said Celico distinguished herself in the interviews with both the board and other stakeholder groups. Celico stood out not only to the Board of Education, but also to all three of the groups that interviewed her, which included parents, staff, and community members, Gomez said. Selico is a consultant to the Cleveland Metropolitan School District and, prior to that, was superintendent of Bedford City Schools from 2015 through January this year. Before working in Bedford, Selico was the Assistant Superintendent of Educational Services in the Cleveland Heights, University Heights City School District. Selico also spent 17 years as a teacher, Assistant Principal, Principal and Assistant Superintendent in the Euclid City School District. She will succeed Todd Nichols, who resigned for the purpose of retirement, effective December the 31st. Nichols had been the district superintendent since, two, since 2011. Russell, Russell Shabodi, former Coventry local school superintendent and a 1974 graduate of Cuyahoga Falls High School, is being paid $525 a day as interim superintendent through July the 31st. Gomez said the board will begin discussing a transition process and later vote on per diem days for Celico. There will also be a meet and greet event with district stakeholders where Celico will introduce herself and announce a 100-day plan. The next topic is from ZanesvilleTimesRecorder.com www.ZanesvilleTimesRecorder.com Here's who applied for Maysville Local School Superintendent by Erin Couch. Zanesville Times Recorder, published 5 a.m. ET, March the 23rd, 2022. 
Newtown Township. 14 candidates have lined up to become Maysville Local Schools' next superintendent. Following Superintendent Ruth Zitnick's recent resignation, the Maysville Board of Education is looking for her replacement. She issued the following statement about her retirement. After 40 years as a public school educator, I have reached a time in my life when retirement will afford me more time with my family and friends. I have been humbled and honored that the Board of Education has allowed me to serve the Maysville Local School District as superintendent for the past six years. Our collaborative efforts have enabled the district to make tremendous progress towards preparing our students for their future as 21st century learners in this ever-exchanging, in this ever-changing global economy. My gratitude extends to the community for the support I was given throughout my tenure, tenure and for the opportunity to become a member of the Maysville family. Our students have been incredible and I am so proud to have been a part of their educational journey. What makes Mayville a special place is that the staff truly cares about our students and their families. I will forever cherish the memories of my time as May Maysville Panther, and I'm confident that great things are ahead as the district continues the mission to ignite curiosity, discover purpose, and impact the world. The school board is in the process of narrowing down candidates, according to board president Kelly Israel. The Times recorder obtained copies of applicants' resumes. resumes. Most applicants are from Ohio, although others have taught in neighboring states. Two administrators within Maysville applied, Robert Dalton, high school principal, and Joe Daniels, assistant superintendent. West Musk. Muskin Gum, Assistant Superintendent Brian McLean also submitted an application. Here is the experience they bring to the table according to the resumes. Robert Clark. Robert Clark has been a principal at two different high schools in Ohio, Indian Valley Local and Claymont City School District. Prior to being the principal of Claymont High School, he was assistant superintendent and curriculum director. He got his start in education in 1992 as a teacher at North Carolina's West Mecklenburg High School. He helped move Claymont City School District from an, from an academic watch to effective state rating. While principal at the Denison's di District, he increased the school's rating from continuous improvement to excellent the only time the school reached that rating. He received his bachelor's degree at Fairmont State University in Education Biology and his Education's Master from Mary Grove College in Michigan. Robert Dalton. Robert Dalton was hired as the principal of Maysville High School last year. He was previously principal of Zanesville Middle School. As principal at Zanesville Middle School, he mapped and designed curricula, implemented a new discipline policy, monitored budget activities, and created community outreach and involvement within the school. He received a bachelor's in social science education from West Liberty State College in West Virginia, a master's in educational leadership from Western Governors University, a PhD in leadership from University of the Cumberlands.
Trisha Delaney. Trisha Delaney was an administrator at various schools from 2009 until last year when she started a position as a curriculum consultant at East Central Ohio Educational Service Center in New Philadelphia. She was previously an elementary school principal at East Guernsey Local and a teacher at Caldwell Exempted Village Schools for nine years. As curriculum consultant at ECOESC, she helped four districts implement professional development programs, putting together information presentations for each building's needs. She also helped implement a county-wide sub-grant that worked in conjunction with Title I and American Rescue Plan funding. She attended Marietta College and received her bachelor's and master's degrees both in education. Kenneth DeMoss. Kenneth DeMoss of Newark has 30 years of, of administrative experience working with K-12 students, most recently at Wood County Schools in West Virginia. DeMoss was named the 2021 National Association of Secondary Principals Distinguished Principal of the Year. He is a graduate of Parksburg High School in West Virginia, where he serves as principal and has increased overall attendance rates and test scores. Prior to that, he was an educator for the district for eight years. His certifications include health and physical education, as well as multi-subject teaching certifications. He received a bachelor's degree in elementary education from West Virginia University and a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, technology integration from Grand Canyon University. He earned an additional master's in educational leadership from Salem University, as well as a sports management master's from North Central University. Joe Daniels. Joe Daniels is currently Maysville Assistant Superintendent. He has worked for the district since 1998 and is a graduate of Philo High School. Previous positions with the district include eighth grade science teacher, middle school principal and curriculum director. As assistant superintendent, he manages federal budget programs and oversees the resident educator program among dozens of other duties. He received his bachelor's in education at Ohio University and a Master's in Education and Allied Profession from University of Dayton. Notable accomplishments include leading the expansion of a science-based curriculum to Maysville Elementary, developed a school district compensation program that ended a two-year pay freeze and led Maysville Middle School from an academic watch to an excellent rating. Justin Denius. Justin Denius of Pleasant City is a principal of Shenandoah High School. He has worked for notable local schools since 1997, having served as a middle school teacher, a transportation supervisor, food service director, and athletic administrator. He has been principal at the high school since 2012. He received a bachelor's from Marietta College and a master's from Musingum University. As Shenandoah principal, he worked on projects for new instruction and adding credentialing programs. The high school is designated as a branch of Zane State College, 
due to the number of college credit plus hours offered on the campus. William Hampton. William Hampton is a superintendent of Marietta City Schools and has worked for the district since 2005 after working at Belpre City School since 1996. He also briefly taught at King's Local School District in the Cincinnati area. He was principal of Marietta's Middle and High Schools and was a high school principal and athletic director at Belpre. As Marietta superintendent, he received the Buckeye Association of School Administrators Exemplary Leader Award, guided the district through budget cuts, led campaigns to successfully renew four tax levies, and started a transitional kindergarten program. Todd Herman. Todd Herman of Dover is superintendent of Connaughton Valley Union Local School District in Sherrodsville. He was a principal with the district prior to that and has been working in education since 1997. He received a bachelor's in history, teacher education from Kent State University and an educational administration master's from Salem International University. Additional experience includes positions on the State Superintendent Advisory Committee, Coalition of Rural and Appalachian Schools Committee, and BASA Report Card Committee. Darren Jenkins. Darren Jenkins of Mindford is a treasurer of Salina City Schools. He was also a superintendent of Belair Local Schools in Belmont County from 2015 to 2021 and consulted and worked as superintendent at other Ohio educational service centers over the last two decades. He earned a bachelor's degree from Ohio Wesleyan University, a master's from Marshall University in West Virginia, and is a doctoral student at California University of Pennsylvania. He has experience in establishing STEM academies, removing districts from fiscal emergencies, administrating grants, among other duties as a chief fiscal officer and superintendent. Ryan McLean. Ryan McLean started as assistant superintendent of West Muskingum local schools last year. Some of his duties include meeting with the district and community to assess educational programs, overseeing special education, food services, transportation, facilities, and monitoring new principals. Prior to being assistant superintendent, he was principal of West Muskingum Elementary at Big Walnut Schools Intermediate School and at Utica Junior High School. He has been tasked with engaging with the community through social media. McLean attended Muskingum University for his undergrad, earning him bachelor's degrees in business and history. He has also received a secondary education certification from MU. That was followed by an education master's in sport, sport administration from Xavier University in Cincinnati and an educational administration certification from Salem University in West Virginia. Thomas McDonald.
Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Thomas MacDonald of Powell is the Director of Student Operations at Dublin City Schools. Prior to that, he was Assistant Director. He was also Principal of Allentangy High School for nine years and Assistant Principal of Dublin Jerome High School for four years. He started teaching in 1999. In his current administrative position, he is the Officer for Suspension and Expulsion Hearings oversees athletics and addresses school administrators regarding operational concerns, among other duties. Olentengi became a nationally ranked high school under his watch in 2016. He received a bachelor's in history from Bowling Green State University and a master's in education from Ohio State University. Jody Mills Jody Mills is the Assistant Superintendent and Preschool Director for Claymont City Schools in Denison. She manages programming, trains teachers and administrators for statewide testing, writes grants and led the district in implementing PBIS. Prior to her current job, she was Principal of Claymont Intermediate where she oversaw the transformation of the school from underperforming to an effective school rating. She also reviewed building IEPS. She has worked at Claymont City Schools since 1992, previously working as a teacher for 15 years. She earned a bachelor's in education from Muskingum University in addition to two related licenses. She received an education master's from Marygrove University in Detroit, Michigan. Brian Raw. Raw has been superintendent of Manchester Local School District since 2017, he led the district in decreasing expenditures by $2.5 million over a three-year period and procured additional revenue, led buildings to attaining an independent status and initiated processes to increase safety measures. He was also director of special programs and a principal at the same district. He also has experience as a math teacher. He received his bachelor's in elementary education from Moorhead State University, a Master's in Education Leadership from University of Dayton, and a Doctorate in Leadership from University of Cumberland. Jason Spencer. Jason Spencer has 23 years of experience in K-12 education. He works for Cincinnati Public Schools as Director of School Leadership. He received a Bachelor's in Education from Bowling Green State University, a Master's in Education Leadership from Stenson University and a PhD in Leadership 
in educational administration from Capella University. He count at Gannett.com. Um, he has also a Twitter account. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store, back to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Barbara Bullen and I'm the radio host for this show, filling in for Pamela Clark, Director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show. This show is pre-recorded and will continue on educational topics in the news. The first topic is taken from Cleveland, www.cleveland.com. North Royalton Schools appoint new assistant superintendent reorganize administrative staff published March the 22nd 2022 12:41 p.m. was written by Bob Sandrick special to cleveland.com North Royalton Ohio the North Royalton Schools have named a new assistant superintendent to replace Jim Prescott. Will retire at the end of this year. Melissa Bodita, who has served as the district's curriculum director, will take over the assistant superintendent position. She will also fill a new position, director of elementary instruction. Melissa has great relationships with our staff. School Superintendent Michael Lobb told Cleveland.com. She is extremely knowledgeable about our district and what we need to do to support our staff, students and families. I also believe that having the Assistant Superintendent on the educational side of our organization makes sense, Lobb added. The appointment is part of an administrative reorganization that will not involve the addition of or reduction of staff. Present. As assistant superintendent has focused on the district's business functions including capital improvement projects he oversaw construction of the new North Royalton Elementary School on State Road construction of an addition at North Royalton High School and a renovation of North Royalton Middle School with those building projects finished Lobb wants to beef up education and curriculum towards that end the district will divide Fodgta's current curriculum director position, in which she's in charge of all pre-kindergarten grade 12 learning into two roles, director of elementary instruction for grades pre-K6 and director of secondary instruction for grades 7 to 12. 
While Wachter assumes the director of elementary instruction position, the district has appointed Jeff Sekerchi, now middle school principal, to the director of secondary instruction position. Wachter will ultimately be in charge of the teaching and learning side of the organization and focus on the elementary piece on a daily basis, Lobb said. Lobb said the district hasn't yet determined Wachter's salary as assistant superintendent. We have not finalized that, but it will be an increase, Lobb said. We typically set administrative salaries towards the end of the year. Erin Calabrese, the current assistant principal at the middle school, will replace Sikuchi as the school's principal. Kevin Atkins and David Gochido will continue in their positions as assistant principals at the middle school and the district will advertise for a third assistant principal to replace Calabrese. Meanwhile, the district will redistribute its business responsibilities that are handled by Presot, among Lob, school's treasurer, Biogio Sidoti, and Patrick Farrell, director of personnel. Also, Farrell's position will be renamed director of human resources to better represent his role, Lob said. Next topic comes from www.beaconjourneyjournal.com. Talmadge High School principal will become district's new chief operating officer. Akron Beacon Journal, published 12.44 p.m. ET, March 22, 2022, updated 12.59 p.m. ET, March 22, 2022. Talmadge High School Principal Mike Householder will become the school district's new chief operating officer, the district announced Tuesday. He replaces Shelley Monacino, the district's director of human resources and student experience, who is moving to the Springfield Local School District to become superintendent. The district will begin a statewide search for householders' replacement with community input, said Talmadge School Superintendent Steve Wood. Householder has been with the district for 25 years as a special education teacher, coach assistant principal, Talmadge high school principal, and now COO. He said he will, look for he will look for innovative ways to move the district forward. Next article, www.starbeacon.com. Star Beacon, Sunday, May the 29th, 2022, eight tech partnerships lead the way to the future. May the 23rd, 2022. Jefferson Township. Students at the Ash Tabul County Technical and Career Campus are getting a jump start on the future thanks to a partnership with I-10 Industries. I-10, which is in its 100th year of serving a broad range of high-performance industries, started walking with the school last fall to show students the meaningful connection between what they are learning in the lab at A-Tech and what happens at their facility every day. It's all part of the new work-based learning requirement implemented by the Ohio Department of Education this year. 
According to ODE, beginning as early as grade 9, students should accumulate at least 250 hours of work-based learning through experiences on a job site, internships, or remote virtual placement. The experience for the students at I-10 has been more than watching and learning. Dale Den and Tyler Morals, seniors in the Engineering Academy Precision Machinery Program, are turning that internship into jobs. Den, Morales, and some of their classmates have been visiting I-10 to work alongside employees, observe the different jobs, and apply their skills in some areas. The students have started working part-time at I-10 through HX Early Placement Program, where students can begin working at a job related to their career technical program in their senior year. They are scheduled to begin as full-time employees after graduating in May. In addition, I-10 plans to send them through ATEX Adult Apprenticeship Program. I'm pretty excited to get out there, Den said. It feels good to know I have something I can keep going with. Drew Severino, tooling and production engineer at I-10, will be Den's supervisor. He said the staff at I-10 was impressed with his work. This wonderful experience provided my students with a short-term industry experience prior to graduation and a chance for I-10 Industries Inc. to evaluate my students' abilities, said engineering academy instructor Ron Moore. ATEC Superintendent Scott Wudaga said partnerships like this are essential in providing meaningful learning experiences for our students. I-10 realizes these students are part of its future and Ashtabula County's future and corporate citizens like I-10 have an obligation to the community that it draws workers from, said Ron Emery, who is part of the leadership team at I-10. We are breaking the traditional rules in how we operate with a huge investment in technology that changes the future of work. I-10 has invested in a number of groundbreaking technologies like 3D printing and state-of-the-art CNC molding and machining technologies that allow us to engage the technical schools in a whole new vein. Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. At less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. A new tax credit provides further incentive for these partnerships. When businesses employ a student in a career tech program for work-based learning, eligible employers may receive a 15% tax credit on the student's wages up to $5,000 per eligible employee. Companies interested in work-based learning opportunities or the early placement program at ATEC can contact Brian Kimmel at Shelley Terry is a reporter for the Star Beacon. The next article is from www.portsmouth-dailytimes.com Posted on March 22, 2022 
by Portsmouth Daily Times, Northwest High School Students' Artwork in Governor's Youth Art Exhibition. The 52nd Ohio Governor's Youth Art Exhibition will open for viewing on Sunday, April 24th at the Rhodes State Office Tower in Columbus and local high school art student Riley Galloway's artwork will be included. This juried exhibition is a cooperative effort between the Governor of Ohio, the Ohio Department of Education, colleges, universities and business sponsors. The exhibition is dedicated to the educational and artistic advancement of talented young people in the state of Ohio. The exhibition is open to all of Ohio's 1,112 high schools, both public and private, chartered by the State of Ohio Department of Education. The purpose of the exhibition is to provide all budding young artists of the state with opportunities to advance their talent, whether that be through scholarships or simply experiencing the process of entering their work in a competition. Thad Ricker, Executive Director and Coordinator of the Exhibition States, it is with great pride that we exhibit these students' artworks at the Rhodes Tower. The exhibition is a testament to the high quality of visual arts education that exists in our state. It is vital that the community understands the value and importance of arts education and the impact that it has on our young people. We hope that this exhibition fosters that understanding. We are fortunate that Ohio is a state in which the arts and arts education are supported by community and educational leaders, legislators, colleges and universities, civic organizations and businesses. Without the support and encouragement from these groups, the achievements of these young artists might go unrecognized. The process of selecting artwork for the state exhibition begins on a regional level. The state is divided into 15 regions with high school students in each region invited to enter work for regional judging. Each region has a designated regional director who is responsible for choosing the judges for his or her region and arranging specifics for the event. This year, the judging was done virtually with 8,069 entries submitted by 3,000 133 Ohio high school students. Nearly 3,000 student works of art advanced from the 15 regions to the state level for judging by eight jurors, all of whom are college educators and artists from throughout the United States. Out of the 3,000 entries, 348 were chosen for inclusion in the 2022 Ohio Governor's Youth Art Exhibition and Riley Galloway's piece, Highway Heaven, was one of them. Galloway is a senior at Northwest High School and her art teacher is Mr. Chris Enns. Galloway explains, My painting is an ode to the shared joyful experience of traveling with my boyfriend, Zibolin. Some of our favorite times together have been our adventures traveling to Chicago and Cleveland. Zebulon grew up partly in California and is always reminiscing on stories of his childhood spent there in the summer months. 
because of this I painted him looking out to the golden bridge to the golden gate bridge as a symbolism of him looking to his past while we are traveling to the future. The next article is from www.dispatch.com. Whitehall YMCA program for middle school students, first of its kind in Greater Columbus by Eric Lagada. The Columbus Dispatch published 5.55 a.m. ET, March 23, 2022, updated 6.03 a.m. ET, March 23, 2022. Unable to agree on a discussion topic for their presentation, the four boys who had gathered in the teen room of the Whitehall Community Park, YMCA, instead put their fate in the hands of a spinning wheel. Would the wheel's arrow land on Ro Roblox, a popular online plat platform that hosts user-created games, or perhaps steak, dogs, or even bad words, and why you shouldn't say them, of course. The instructors in the skill-based program at the YMCA at 402 North Hamilton Road gave the eight young boys and girls who arrived on a recent Monday afternoon ample leeway in choosing their subjects. More important than the topic itself, the instructors said, was that they flex their intellectual muscles and reflect on the world around them. Part of Mindful Monday the exercise is just one of the many regular activities the youngsters partake in each week. The middle school, after school program and all that it offers, including opportunities for students to experiment with technology, cook tasty dishes, play musical instruments and experience the outdoors, is the first of its kind at YMCA facilities in Greater Columbus, program leaders say. After school programs. Driving Park Group aims to make difference with after-school program museum plans. We're trying to give them cool tools for when they go to high school, said Zoe Brooks, the after-school program leader. We want to promote fun, but we want them to learn too. Our kids needed something to do. The program was intended to begin in 2019 when the 25,600 square foot facility opened at the site of a former underused Whitehall Recreation Center thanks to a 6.6 .6 million investment from the city for renovations and construction, said Shannon Sorrell, Whitehall Parks and Recreation Department Director. However, the pandemic derailed those plans until the beginning of the 2021 academic year. More than a YMCA, new facility opens in Whitehall. In the first semester, 38 students signed up for the $10 per semester program, most of them from Whitehall schools. Although the program is open to any greater Columbus student, regardless of school district, Brooks said. The number of students enrolled this semester fell to 23, but program leaders are confident that enrollment will flourish as word spreads and the program's offerings continue to grow. As the after-school program takes off, the city plans to support it and other YMCA operations with $150,000 a year in order to defray the cost for students and their families, Sorrell said. 
The city funds it because it's really big priority for us, Sorrel said. There was this recurring message from our community that our kids needed something to do. Once a school bus drops students off each day around 3 p.m., the bulk of the activity takes place in the two teen rooms located in the northeast corner of the building. This is where middle schoolers can play Roblox and Minecraft, partake in arts and crafts activities, learn to play guitar, drums and other instruments, and put their video production skills to the test with a green screen. They're really able to just hang out as a group and have their own area, Sorrel said. Many of the offerings in the room were donated by YMCA staff, Brooks said. A drum kit and piano reside in one of the rooms, and Music Go Round donated 10 guitars that hang on the back wall, Brooks said. The room also houses gizmos such as Lego, I'm sorry, Lego, Mindstorms, robot building kits. YMCA of Central Ohio recently received a science, technology, engineering, and mathematics STEM grant from Battelle for an undisclosed amount of money that will partially benefit the Whitehall after-school program, Brooks said. The plan is for one of the teen rooms to be fully converted into a tech center replayed with 3D printing capabilities and Oculus virtual reality devices. Throughout the course of each week, students ultimately partake in programming throughout the entire facility. Inside the YMCA is a small teaching kitchen and a 4,000 square foot artificial turf field designed for youth soccer. And just outside is a large park where White Halls Park's department hosts educational activities. Brooks said there are plans for the YMCA to host field trips to Whitehall fixtures such as Product Development Company, Priority Designs, and the Ohio Media School. You can actually live it. Some of the students said the program has not only taught them valuable skills, but fostered strong friendships with their classmates. I'm really excited to go here every day because it's the only time I get to see all my friends outside of school, said Julia Turley, 12, who is in sixth grade at Rosemore Middle School in Whitehall. As the students prepared presentations that recent Monday, pressure mounted for the four boys to pick a topic. Ultimately, they decided not to go with the will of the spinning wheel, whose hands came to rest on dogs, and opted instead to present about soccer after several more minutes of deliberation. That delighted Ulysses Martinez, 12, a sixth grade student at Rosemore who espoused the passion for both watching and playing the sport. When it came time to present, the once to more Martinez came into his element, excitedly lecturing about the rules, health benefits, unquestionable officiating prevalent in soccer. Instead of being on your phone and playing soccer, Martini said, you can actually live it. This story is part of the Dispatch Mobile Newsroom Initiative. Visit our reporters at the Columbus Metropolitan Library's Whitehall Branch Library and read their work at dispatch.com slash mobile newsroom, where you also can sign up for the mobile newsroom newsletter. Eric Lagada is a reporter at the Columbus Dispatch covering public safety breaking news and social justice issues, reach him at elegata at dispatch.com 
Follow him on Twitter. This comes to the conclusion of the show. Thank you for listening. You can reach me by email, barbarab at newheightseducation.org. Be sure to join the pre-recorded show every Wednesday by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at radio.newheightseducation.org where educational topics will be discussed. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost.